So today on the podcast, we have Andy McPherson, who is a local official in the Canal, uh, in the Canal Valley. Uh, we did a podcast a little while ago. We wanted to do another one, talk about fishing during COVID and what the season could potentially look like. And I know you will really enjoy this episode. And after a short segment from our sponsor, you will hear Andy talk about um, a bunch of different things uh, relating to officiating and playing football and what it was like to not have a baseball season last year. All right, Andy McPherson back on the podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back, man. Two times within like six or seven months. I like it. Heck yeah. I mean, I don't, I know for me, like I'm at home most days, so I'm pumping out these podcasts. <laughs> You're actually going, yeah. And well, I mean, my, the platform I use now actually can make some money based on like how many listens I get. So I'm a little more motivated to put these out. <laughs> well, I'll make sure I listen to them more often. Then. That's good. Maybe <laughs> like, is I was thinking about, is there a way to like have a program in your computer? You can just like, play them 24 7 yeah oh wow so catch the listener up on what's been going on with you and uh kind of how stuff's been going during covid well covid hit me pretty hard because as you know i also do college baseball so i lost about ten thousand dollars worth of college baseball mm-hmm. i got 11 games in before i got shut down so i made i think i made sixteen hundred dollars from Division Three, and then uh, everything just got canceled. This was supposed to be my best season yet. You know, I had my I had my best schedule I've ever had, and was looking forward to the postseason. I was hoping to get postseason play and just shut it down. So I've been able to work a little bit of summer baseball, but ever since probably first of July, I've been focusing on football. I've been watching game film like crazy and and getting ready to go. Like I, I'm working football in some. I don't care if I have to go down and work peewee flag football. I'm working football in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So talk about, like, how did that process work when they just, I guess, canceled the, the baseball season? Like, how did that, how did that all play out? Well, I mean, we, I mean, on the college level, I mean, we, we knew something was happening. And, and I was actually, I actually found out I was supposed to go down to, uh, as a matter of fact, I was supposed to go to your old stomping ground. I was supposed to go to Lynchburg College. Uh, so I was I was okay. actually getting in the car to drive to Lynchburg and um, got a call from the supervisor says, hey, the league just decided that we're going to uh, cancel the weekend and see what else happens. And then about three, four days later, I just get notifications on the assigning software online says your games have been canceled. And uh, I can just see the money floating out of my pocket and into nowhere. So, so I mean, that was about it. It was like, all right, I'm – my wife is my wife is happy because I'm staying at home all spring long. I'm not gone every weekend for twelve weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's got to be. I mean, you love doing that, and just to have that taken away is it's got to be just like a shock to your system, you know? It was. I mean, it it was it was a process, but it also made me appreciate. It also made me appreciate my family a whole lot more. Yeah. Because I, you know, I have a six year old daughter, so. That, you know, and her being homeschooled because of COVID, you know, it was, it was like, you know mm-hmm. what, I probably don't need to work as much as I do with baseball. Cause usually with baseball, I'm, I'm away from the family three to four nights a week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and as far as high school baseball goes, we didn't even have a high school baseball season. Yeah. So we got all prepared for it and it never even happened. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, like I said, I, mean, I appreciate it. 
taught me how to appreciate being home with my family, spending more time with my family. So it was really nice. Yeah. So, you know, talk about like, what's that look like going forward for baseball and then we'll transition to football. So like, what, like, what, what are you hearing about what's going to happen with, with college baseball and high school baseball? Um, high school, honestly, there's still rumors around that high school baseball and football season may get flip-flopped for the upcoming year. So, right. I mean, there's still that rumor out there, so kind of prepared for it. But college baseball, um, I know I'm not going to make as much money because all this, I work mainly D3. D3 doesn't have a ton of money. So we're going we're gonna to lose some money. They're going to cut our pay a little bit here and there, and, you know, I'm prepared for that. But as far as updates for baseball – haven't heard anything as far as the spring is concerned because I mean no, they don't even know if basketball is going to happen. So. Mm. Yeah, um, and that that's kind of like I, w- I really want to get your perspective on this. Like, how can you even plan? Because you has there really been anything given? Like, hey, if the numbers drop or there's a vaccine, we'll start back whenever. As far as baseball goes. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing: there's been all kinds of summer baseball going on. I mean, travel right. baseball. I mean, I went up to, um, you know, since I lost all the money that I lost, I went up to Morgantown and I did 19 games in four days. Oh. Yeah. I'm not 23 years old anymore. I'm 36 and I can't do that anymore. Um, I, I instantly regretted doing it. I mean, I made pretty good money, but I instantly regretted it because my body was just mm-hmm. killing me for another week after that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there, I mean, baseball is not a high contact sport and I think, you know, me personally, I think we can have baseball, especially right. at high school uh, and Division three and Division two levels. Division one's a little bit different because there are so many fans involved. But yeah. from a local aspect, I think we can. I think we can do. I think baseball is, is a not a not a big sport where you're going to see a lot of interaction. What are you a fan of? You know, I don't know what we're going to do here in West Virginia, but like other states have flipped the fall and the spring sports. I've always said that I think football ought to be in the spring and baseball ought to be in the fall because it's so freaking hot that first two three weeks of football season and I mean how long does a football game in August take compared to a game a football game that we have in late October because of the heat yeah we have to take all these timeouts we get all these cramp issues and everything so I mean I'm actually kind of in favor of it um, I think it would be really interesting if it happened because then I'd be working college baseball in the spring along with high school football. So working a high school football game on a Friday night and then I get in the car the next morning go do a college baseball game would be kind of interesting. But I'm kind of a fan of it because I, I mean I just, I think from a weather standpoint I think I think it would help the kids you know you know health wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and they play baseball up to when's the World Series over? Like first couple weeks of November. Uh, the well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, the MLB World Series is usually, yeah, it's like the second week of November. So, oh, so it's been done, right? I mean, people do can play in those months, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to think. I mean, I mean, college baseball starts the second week of February, so we're playing in. You know, <laughs> it's awful. 18, we're playing in eighteen <laughs> degree weather. So, I mean, oh, and here in West Virginia, I mean, it stays warm through the month of November for the most part. Yeah, so I, th- I think it can definitely be done. I mean, I would actually, I would say you should start high school baseball like the first week of August, mm-hmm. and you know, start playing games first week of August, and then you end the last week of October, and mm. you know, everything's good to go. 
Yeah. In Georgia, they play softball in the fall. Uh, I remember we would have in practice and really? there'd be a softball game. Yeah. Our, our, our practice field sat below the softball field and there'd be softball games going. And, um, and then they also played soccer in the spring in Georgia. So we had kids that played both football and soccer and they oh, could wow. do it. Yeah. Yeah. See, now the only um, state that I know of that got to play a high school baseball season this year was Iowa. Mm hmm. Because they pl they don't start their baseball season until June. Oh shoot! Yeah, hmm. so they I mean they they play June and July, and they get as many games in as they can. So they actually got to play interscholastic baseball huh. this year. Because I mean it, it's outside, it's completely hot. So I mean they, yeah, they got to play. And then how did that go? I mean I've read some stuff. It went pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, I mean I don't think they had really any issues other than you know making sure people were trying to social distance and things of that nature. But to my knowledge, it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Talk about kind of as we get into maybe we're playing football and maybe we're not, what are, what are the things the officials are going to have to do different going forward? Cause I, you know, obviously the stuff that I'm reading doesn't deal with that directly. Yeah. We actually just got that, uh, all of our recommendations for here in West Virginia this week. Um, so we did find out that we are not required to wear masks because officiating is considered a strenuous activity. Okay. If we wear masks, it could potentially harm us more than it could help us. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, you don't, I mean, you can't really officiate wearing a mask as it is. Right. Um, we, you know, there are recommendations out there. Nothing is set in stone. Here in West Virginia, as far as on the field, we're working the games as normal. Okay. Um, I know that some states are, um, the umpire is not even spotting the ball. They're putting a beanbag or a foot down, and they're making the kids touch the footballs and, and spot the footballs, which hmm. kind of hurts the integrity of the game if you really think about it. Um, right. So, uh, but here in West Virginia, as far as the game itself goes, we're working. The, they've told us to work the games as normal. Some states are going to the electronic whistles. Mm -hmm. We are. We are not. We we have been told they are not allowed to be used. We have hmm. to use regular whistles, which I'm in favor of that. I, you know, because yeah. an electronic whistle, you got to push a little button. So that's one more thing for me to have in my hand. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I've got enough equipment as it is, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. Um, I mean, they've made recommendations for us. Like they want us to travel in, you know, two or three cars separately um, as a recommendation. It's not required. They don't want us to take a shower at the pools after the games. Not necessarily. Don't know if I necessarily agree to that one because some of the places I travel to are three and a half hours away. And if it's in August or if it's in first, second week of September, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to ride in a car with four other yeah. grown men. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, um, I mean, I mean, another thing they told us is that, you know, like everybody else, you know, you got to have your own water bottles um, yeah. and they want us to bring them out on the field with us. And for me, it's, I, I completely understand that, but I have nobody to monitor my water bottle. And so how do I know that a player's not picking it up and drinking out of it or spitting in it for that matter? Cause he knows that it's mine or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, honestly, I think for us, it's going to be harder than it will be for the players because the players are going to have you guys as coaches and you're going to have parents that are going to help manage all of the water bottle issues and the social distancing issues. But for right. us, it's harder because we rely on you guys for our water at on timeouts and things of that nature. So right. what are we supposed to do? Bring our own water, our, our own water boy with us every, every Friday night. It's kind yeah. of hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard to do. So that's just a few of the recommendations they've told us. Um, we're not meeting with the coaches 
an hour and a half before game time in the locker rooms. They don't want to go into the player locker rooms and come hmm. out on the field a half hour before game time and be with the guys, stuff like that. So, hmm. I mean, it, like I said, on the field, everything's exactly the same. Uh, off the, it's mainly the the pregame and postgame stuff that they want us to to stay aware of. Mm-hmm. How about like your rules clinics? I don't know, I'm still waiting on a like a Zoom link to do a rules clinic. Have y'all done yours yet? Supposed to, no, we're supposed to get them this week. I mean, we know what the rule changes are and right. what our mechanics changes are through our local meetings. I mean, the biggest thing that's changed for us is that our local meetings are always in person. Um, um, and it's an opportunity not only for us to talk about rules and everything, but it's a way for us to get younger officials games because, you know, guys who have JV schedules and middle school schedules, you know, we go to those meetings and we're like, hey, I have, you know, I've got Nitro's JV schedule. Uh, you know, if you want a game, sign up one here and I'll try to get you one. We can't right. do that anymore. So now everything's got to be done via email. Mm-hmm. Um, what really hurt us this year is rookie school. You know, we mm. had, uh, before the pandemic hit, we sent out uh, and we advertised for our rookie school for new officials. We had 14 officials sign up, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the highest classes, one of the highest level of interest we've had. We right. had two show up. Mm. So we only had, so we've only got two new officials this year. We've got a lot of officials who have already said, I'm not working this year. It's too dangerous. I don't want to run the risk. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's – it's I, me personally, I think some games are going to get moved around to Saturdays or Thursdays because we don't have enough officials. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. Like, I would imagine that's something that's happening pretty often, right? I mean, is that – is that something that's going to be like a, well, I mean, a big shortage or you think it's something that can be managed? Well, I mean – the bad part is, is that we don't have a whole lot of guidelines, you know, like, let me back up, like baseball season, we didn't have baseball season this year, but mm. we didn't get refunded our registration fees, the, the dues that we pay to the state every year, we didn't get refunded those, they just mm. said here, yeah, we'll give you a credit for a year of service. And uh, so, I so a lot you. of guys are like, you know what, I'm not even going to take the chance because I don't want to lose the money because a lot of guys are going to take the year off and decide, no, I'm not going to come back at all ever again. Right, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's an issue that, that we see. But, but I think, you know, I know of probably four or five guys in our association that have already said, have already told their crew, I'm not going to work. So mm-hmm. now, you know, some cruisers, like, you know, we got one of our guys said he's not working. So luckily we had six officials right. and we're down to five. But the first week of the season, we have one guy who can't work. He can't be there. And there's nobody available to work with us and we're down to four so we're trying to scramble mm-hmm. around the state to try to find a fifth guy yeah it, man it's like this covid came out of nowhere right and kind of blindsided all of us and all these like auxiliary issues that people are having it's it's cool to talk to people and find out like what are the meat potato like things going on yeah i mean it's i mean there, there's i mean we talked about, I mean, you know, we had Larry McCloy on, who's our state clinician. I mean, mm-hmm. he talked about the things that we need to do and be prepared for and, and stuff. And, you know, everybody's asking, you know, are we testing kids? Are we testing officials? Are we doing, you know, temperature checks and all this? And, and, and you know, we don't have any guidelines on any of it. I mean, that's because mm-hmm. nobody's prepared for it. Nobody knows what to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I have many thoughts on you know we've had four months and we don't have any contingency contingency plans that's a little frustrating um you know it's kind of we're we're doing this by the seat of our pants a little bit but i think most people are too because you know we don't know like what's acceptable risk and and things that nature it's who knows these next couple years look like good gracious 
Yeah, and you know, like I said, I got to work a little bit of summer baseball, so I've been around, you know, from an athletic standpoint. And to me, I kind of consider baseball, as far as an, from an official standpoint, I consider it very similar because I come in close contact with players, but I don't. Right. You know, so I mean, I mean, probably the only time where I really have to touch a player is if we have some extracurricular activity after a play. Right. So, so I shouldn't even be really anywhere around a player. So, I mean. To me, there's more risk from players giving it to other players than there is officials getting it. But right. I mean, there's there's always you know that risk. But I mean, I to me personally, from an officiating standpoint, I just want to get on the field and I'm going to work. And if I if I get it, then I'm then I'm I'm willing to accept the consequences. Right. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's probably going to be that's the answer because I don't think this is going to go away going going to go away anytime soon. And it's just going to be like sign this waiver, and if you, ex, you know, sign it, you can do it. You know. You no, know, and that's and we sign that every year. We're independent contractors, so you know, if we get hurt on the field, the SSAC doesn't pay our medical bills, the schools don't pay our medical bills, we pay our medical bills. So that's you know, right. that's all in. That's part of us being independent contractors. The thing to think think about is the average age of an official here in West Virginia, a football official is right in the at-risk range, upper fifties. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I mean, honestly, my dad, you know, my dad's our white hat. I'm really surprised that he, he wants to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think he like me. I think, I think he just wants to get back to normal. And if, if it involves getting COVID and, and getting it, then we're going to get it and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, like nobody's ever been here before, so you know we don't really know what to do. Yeah. I, I was looking at one of our guidelines. I want to ask. I want. I've been wanting to ask you this question. So I got some guidelines the other day, and it basically it said like the kids have to wear masks on the sidelines. They're not in the game. Like, are the officials looking for that kind of stuff? Like, y'all also having to look at like our kids wearing masks, wearing face shields. No, we're. They told us that is none of our concern. It's up to coaches and administration to enforce. Okay. So, like, the whole social distancing thing. Like, I mean, prime example, you know, if, if the ball's on the five-yard line, where does the entire team congregate? They all congregate to the very edge of the coach's box. Sure, so you yeah. Got, you get all 60 kids at the edge of the coach's box, whether it's the 15 or the 25. Right. You know, they're all congregating there. So, what are we going to do? Stop the game and say, hey, you guys got to go all the way down to the other 15-yard right. line and watch the rest of the game? That's not for us to do. Our, our job is just between the lines. Okay. So the only thing that we've been told really to uh, enforce is if a coach has a problem with a call and he comes out arguing and he comes within six oh, feet. Oh, okay. You know, put a stop sign up, say, Coach, you got to stay six feet back and you got to keep your mask on. And then we've been told if he, if you do not adhere to that, then you get flagged. I got gotcha. you. That, that's pretty much as far as the mask and, and social distancing, that's the only thing. Because then it involves our health. It doesn't, you know. Right. You know, we, we can't mitigate, you know, what you're in charge of. We can only mitigate what we're in charge of. Mm-hmm. Wearing a mask is going to trip me out. I don't – that's going to be so weird coaching yeah. in that. You know what I mean? That's going to be very strange. It, it, it is. And it, it's going to be hard for us because a lot of times I can't hear what a coach says, but I can most of the time make out what he's saying by reading his lips. Right. You know, so, I mean – the whole timeout issue, you know, you're going to see a whole lot more coaches signaling timeouts like this and screaming, you know, and, and running down the sideline, you know, screaming for timeouts and such. Right. So, I mean, and, and one thing that our, our crew had, a, we actually did a Zoom call for our crew last week, 
mm-hmm. uh, which was really interesting, you know, in itself because I'd never done anything like that. But you know, we had said, hey, you know, when it comes to coaches being a coach's box and screaming and hollering, we're going to have to be a little bit more lenient, you know, unless they're just totally, you know, you know, mfing us up and down. You know, right. We're, gonna, we're just going to have to be a little bit more lenient because coaches are going to have to understand that we can't hear them. And we have one guy on our crew who he can't hear anything when there's no mask at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's got to come across. Yeah. I mean, like the nonverbal communication is going to have to be, be key. I would imagine to, uh, to to the coach, the official, you know, like, Hey, I need a timeout or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something that's going to have to be trial and error, you know, like, all right, week one, this worked, this didn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think about like, you know, not there's much crowd noise at high school games, but they're probably going to limit crowds and, you know, that may help with some of it, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing that I'm going to miss the most. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm the type of guy, you know, I like that playoff atmosphere. And, you know, like, you know, some of the, like I went up to Washington PA and did a Washington Wild Things semi-pro baseball game. Mm-hmm. And there was no crowd there. If there was, there was maybe 50 people there. It's about all the right. people and it sucked. I mean, it yeah. just it just sucked because there was just no atmosphere. I mean, uh, there's places in the state that we go, and one of them is here in Charleston, that I don't like to work there because there's no atmosphere because there's no crowd. Right, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I don't like to, you know, that, that's part of it. So I think that's going to take a little bit of the fun out of it for us. But, mm-hmm. I mean, but we're, there to, we're not there to be seen. We're there to do a job. But, you know, there's parts of the game that we like, and that's one of the big aspects that we like. Mm-hmm. So – do you think do we do we complete the season? I get first of all, do we start and do we complete? What's your your perspective on that? I think we start. Mm-hmm. If, if we get through camp, I think we start. Um, I think we end up playing probably maybe five games mm-hmm. total because I think we'll end up taking a couple weeks off and and things of that nature, and we get about five games in, and then we we call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, if we get one game in. I'll, I'll be I'll be happy because that's more high school baseball than I got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for. Go ahead. I'm I just, sorry. I I just heard um, Tony Kariki say when I was driving on the way home, um, the Big 12s coming out with a new schedule on Friday that they're completely redoing their whole their whole schedule to allow they're going to have like three or four or five bye weeks in college mm. football to allow if a game gets canceled to reschedule right. it. So yeah. what I honestly think they ought to do is maybe limit playoffs and allow for some, some lag time or, you know, mm-hmm. some games to be canceled and make up games. But, you know, high school football, there's not much money involved. So it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, high school, I mean, our football program brings in the most money of any right sport. So, I mean, we're, and like, like I've talked about with like Rick Ryan and the news, if football doesn't play with spectators, it's going to be hard for other sports. Don't play anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going. To, I mean, people that aren't in your position, my position, don't really understand that. Um, right. They think, oh, we can just play. Well, <laughs> you got to pay people to do stuff, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, just think of it this way: from the, you know, to pay the officials for a football game. Okay, yep. so with most crews, there's six of us. Right. And like, if we go to Nitro High School. It's with it six of us. I think we're making eighty-two dollars a game. Mm-hmm. You know what's what's eighty times six? Right. I mean that's that's over four hundred dollars right there. Yeah. So 
I mean, if you don't have any fans in the stands, right, and you can't afford to pay the officials, right. So, I mean, you're you've lost money. So, where is that going to you know where's that going to come from? Is the state board of education going to give you that? No, not happening. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I had an article in the paper uh, that Rick Ryan was interviewing me about, and I was telling him, man, if we don't have fans in the stands, it, you you're not going to have a season because you can't we can't pay the officials. We can't buy concessions. We can't like nothing. I mean, you can't do anything. Yeah, um, I mean, they're going to have to allow, you know, a limited number of people in the stands. Right. And I think, I think I read online that some states are going to digital ticketing. So that mm -hmm. way they can limit how many people are, you know, how many they're going to admit. So you right. have to buy your tickets in advance. You're going to have to show them on your phone when you enter. And that's mm -hmm. going to be, and if the normal capacity is, you know, 1,500 people, then, well, we're going to let in 500, and that's going to be it. This, this is our getting the black point. You know, we can pay right. the officials, and we can still end up making some money. And that's right. It. That's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's new territory for sure, my man. Um, yeah, but, I mean, as yeah. an official, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's probably just as hard on us as it is you because you're like, yeah, we want to get out on the field. It's something we look forward to all summer long. Right. And it's – it's like okay, we're and, and we we still got to do all of our prep work. We yep. got to take our rules test. We got to and luckily the clinic's online. I, I kind of like that aspect, so I don't have to you know leave yeah. work early to get to a clinic. Right. But I mean, we're still doing all the prep work, and if the season gets canceled, and we're out our registration fees, and we're we're out all mm -hmm. of our money and, and everything. So I mean, it sucks. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like there's new equipment that I know I always buy a new hat before every season. Right. You know, just so it looks clean. I haven't bought anything for the football season, and I'm not buying anything until I know for a fact that right. I'm going to get at least two or three games in. So yeah. It's, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was talking to another coach today. You know, there's a lot of prep work that goes into a season, you know, for an official and a coach. And it's hard to do it these days because you don't know if it's going to happen. You know, and like, yeah. like you were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I've been watching some game film, but normally I watch probably our whole past season at least three times by this point that I'm in right now. And I've probably only watched maybe three of our games from last right. season because I just, I just don't, I don't want to get my hopes. It gets my hopes up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Watching game film. So yeah. it's like, you know, so I'm like, God, what's the point in watching it if, if I can't fix what I did wrong? And I'm not going to be able to fix it come the season so what's the point in watching it so yeah. so Absolutely. i think as i think as we get you know about two weeks down the road then i'm gonna start cram you know and things look better i'm gonna start cramming a lot of of uh, film into my repertoire i probably won't be doing my day job much probably watching film <laughs> at, the, at the insurance office yeah yeah i hear you all that man that's awesome um well shoot as, as we land this thing kind of talk about you know what do you think I mean, you talk, you talk, what do you think is going to happen? But kind of like if you're an official out there, like what are some things that maybe you can do to get yourself ready, even if you don't know the season is going to happen? Like what are some, some, like, some things that you're, you're going to go ahead and do just to kind of like kind of keep yourself updated? I mean, I, I'm basically just trying to keep myself in shape because, I, mean, mm. that, that, I mean, that's been the, the big – and I, like I said, I learned that the hard way when I went and did, you know, 19 baseball games in three or four days – Mm -hmm. You know, I realized well, I didn't take care of myself as much during quarantine than I should have. Of course, I mean, my body's usually conditioned to do baseball by that 
points. But right. I'm just trying to mainly just keep myself in shape, um, stay updated with our rule book. And, and we got a couple of new mechanics this year. So I'm trying to see how we can apply those. And I mean, it, it's mainly the stuff that I normally do. I'm just not doing it as much as I normally would do before a season starts. Cause I, it's just so indecisive. Like right. We just don't know yet. Absolutely. Yeah, the not knowing is tough, but I know you're you're going to be ready whenever the the time is called, my friend. Oh, I am I am geared up and I'm ready. We have a really good game our first week of the season, so we are. I am so stoked about about the season. And, and and I will say this: actually, our schedule kind of improved a little bit because of COVID. So if we have a full okay. season, because we had a couple of you know a couple of games got canceled because a couple of our teams were playing teams from out of state. Sure. Uh, and we ended up picking up games that were closer to home. Um, and they end up being a little bit better, and they're on turf. So there you go. You get, so so yes, yeah, so if you can get a game on on turf that wasn't supposed to be on turf, then then all is well in the world. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I know you're ready to break in the, the nitro turf. Oh, buddy! If they'd ever stop working on the the sewage system, we could get some field turf down. That's a that's a whole nother podcast about this <laughs> process. Um, yeah, it's been a journey, and it's still a journey. We we're still a ways away from that that being done. Yeah. So, I mean, like three weeks ago, we only, we only had nine out of 11 weeks field. Before they canceled the first week of the season, we only had nine out of 11 weeks field. Right. And now we've got a 10-week season, and we've got 10 out of 10 games. Nice. So, so yeah. So, in, in a way, if we end up playing the whole season, it actually helped us because we, we have more games. That's because awesome. of cancellation. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. For sure. Well, Andy, thank you for coming on, man. I, I appreciate you, and uh, I will put this up for the listeners here in – well, shortly. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, bud.